kind of an interesting one, simply because I... Now it would be considered possibly a movie, but back then it wasn't really introduced as a movie, unless you consider it a two-part film, but really, whenever you look it up, it's called a miniseries. Even though by miniseries they mean it's two episodes that are an hour and a half long, and it was made back in the 90s where three-hour movies were sort of unheard of, in a way, so... This is another really good and tremendously well-done Stephen King adaptation called The Langoliers. It's based, actually, on a Stephen King novella, uh, which is um, a four-part series he wrote called Four Past Midnight. And uh, this, this, the film is um, called The Langoliers because that's the name of sort of the creatures that are part of the film's sort of lore that it sets up. Now, this was made back in the mid to early 90s, probably also part of the late 80s as well, where they were kind of taking Stephen King books and stories and making the adaptations, but they knew that like, in order to really tell Stephen King's stories, you had to give it time and you had to really allow it to tell its story, and you couldn't do that with just one movie but you couldn't like get the green light to make a sort of really long movie and you didn't get the budget to make a string of movies or a series or a trilogy or anything like that. And it wasn't enough of a story to make a full show because what they wanted was they wanted series that lasted many seasons. So like this is where you got like it, the original 1990s version of Pennywise the Clown with Tim Curry, that as well is called a miniseries, which was two episodes. Then you had uh, The Stand. The Stand is another version of that, which I think is actually four episodes that are like an hour to almost two hours long. The Langoliers is another film that falls right in the middle of that. And now I'm still calling it a film because now the way you watch it is you watch it as a three-hour-long epic film. And I'm happy about that because it is a fantastic story. It is such a great film. It's probably one of my favorite um, films that is ad that is adapted from a Stephen King film that is very much not appreciated. Like, it doesn't get talked about enough. Like, we all talk about uh, Pennywise. We all talk about The Shining. We all talk about, you know, St uh, Stand By Me, you know, Green Mile. There are so many amazing Stephen King book adaptations out there the langoliers i feel does not get talked about enough and i really do appreciate the way they told this story i appreciate the the quality of the story for being that it was kind of just a regular abc broadcast with the cast it had it had a lot of good people it had um uh david morse who's been in tons of stephen king stuff uh by himself Dean Stockwell, who plays this author who kind of helps them along the way because he kind of like writes mysteries, so he's kind of trying to help them figure it out. Uh, the guy who plays the dude who's like a real asshole throughout the whole thing, he's a big deal too. I forget his actual actor name, but he was in um, a really big sitcom uh, in the 80s. He was in Beverly Hills Cop. He was in True Romance. I forget the guy's name, but I remember the the character he played was like bulky. 
um, in the in the in the um, the series he was famous for, but I don't remember the actor's name off the top of my head. But this had a good good cast in it, and they they played their roles well, and it's just a tremendous story. So now let's get into it. It's about this flight. It's a red eye that's leaving from somewhere in Los Angeles, and it's going to I don't even think I don't even think it matters where they're going but when they're flying they pass through what's sort of considered an, an aurora borealis almost so now what this is meant to play off is that an aurora borealis isn't just a light show but sort of like this rip in time and what happens is when they go through the light show they're actually going back in time and now what happens is when you go back in time if you aren't supposed to, you die. But the only way you can survive is if you're asleep. So who just so happens to be sleeping on a red eye, you know, when it's flying through an Aurora Borealis, basically just these small group of like 13 people who are the survivors when they all wake up and the plane's just flying and there's 300 other passengers including both pilots missing so they land at an airport which is dead there's nobody there and everything just seems very weird to them and it's just them trying to figure out what's going on and then you have the creepy the creepy asshole dude who's played by this other famous actor who i can't remember his name and he's been told this creepy story by his father. And the story goes that if you are lazy, then you get left behind. And if you get left behind, the Langoliers come and get you. And then he starts telling this creepy story to this little blind chick. And this little blind girl, this little blind teenager... She starts sort of believing him, and she's like, what if he's right? What if the Langoliers are coming? And it's like, you kind of stop for a second, you go, what the fuck are the Langoliers, first of all? And you don't see them until very much later on in the story. And again, it's a three-hour story, so a lot of it is very much tension-building. It's sort of character development and a sort of understanding what's happening to all of them while they're also learning what's happening to them in the beginning as well. So you have all these different characters, but it isn't too many characters to kind of get lost in. And you sort of learn them along the way as you learn what's happening. So as far as it goes when it comes to film adaptations of Stephen King novels or even just novelas and just really good stories. This is one of my favorites. And I think it definitely should be revisited by people who may not know too much about it, or even if it's never been visited by you because it's not talked about enough. And I feel like it needs to be talked about more. It is such a good film. It is such a good Stephen King story and Stephen King concept. And maybe... Yeah, when you finally do see the creatures, they're not the greatest animated, but, you know, this is 1995, you know, the animation wasn't the best, so when you compare it to, like, today's animation, you know, like, Pixar wasn't what it is today that it was then, you know what I'm saying? This is a a TV series. This was like ABC trying to CGI these creatures that were like time swallowers. That's essentially what this is. It's like this 
time-swallowing sort of thing where the Langoliers were this creature that swallow up past time. And the, the whole idea that the, the, the mystery writer, played by um, Dean Stockwell, what he kind of discovers is, oh, there is never going to be any such thing as time travel. Because whenever time passes, the Langoliers come and they, they destroy time. And I don't mind telling you sort of what the crescendo of it is, because this is a 25-year-old, not even 25, this is... What do we got? Twenty-two. This is almost a thirty-year-old film, you know, a thirty-year-old series that was made for TV, and maybe just even that little bit of a snippet of the story is enough to get you kind of pushing forward to go. All right, let me sit down and watch this. Even if you loved anything that Stephen King has done so far, and now I'm telling you, this is written by the same dude who wrote The Mist, you know, Shawshank Redemption. Like you, you know, you're not going to fail when you got something that's done by Stephen King. So. Definitely, if you're looking for something that is a little bit horror-orientated, definitely looking for Stephen King, definitely looking for maybe some time-traveling stuff, and maybe something that just gets a little underappreciated, and you got three hours to kill. It is it is a long story. It is a very, very long story, but it's totally worth it. I fucking love The Langoliers, and I, I might watch it tonight. I might watch it tonight. I feel like every time I do an entry, it's either about something I've watched... Or it's about something I haven't watched in a while, and then I'm probably talking myself into watching it again. Yeah, that that's that's usually what happens. <laughs>